sweet friends. Thank you so incredibly much for tuning into the Collectivology Podcast. My name is Jillian Cullinan and I am your host. My prayer for you is that you leave feeling enlightened to share the wild dreams in your heart and encouraged to dive deeper into passionately understanding yourself and those around you in this journal narrative styled podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Collectology Podcast. And if you've been listening consecutively, you will know that this is my second episode. And for that, you have all of my thanks. Literally, without support, encouragement, kindness, any little small snippet of words that you have given or any type of vision, whatever, it literally, none of this would be possible without you. And so I just want to like give my complete and utter thanks to you for for choosing to listen and to learn and, um, and to just be there to be supportive and just thank you. Literally, this dream of collectivology was so hazy until you guys began to give it shape. So yeah, I really, really appreciate everything that you guys have done, and I just appreciate your willing to listen, and yeah. So without further ado, let's get into our vulnerable topic for today. When I was thinking about what I should talk about for this topic, I literally had nothing come to mind. I had been brainstorming for forever. I'd been writing stuff down, but it just felt like everything was kind of uh, missing the mark. Like it wasn't what it was supposed to be. So I actually ended up having this revelation of like what God wanted me to ultimately do for uh, today's episode while I was driving home from my sister's house. And as soon as I thought about it, I was like, God, please, 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 anything but that, Lord, please, like, just give me vision for something else. And it was just like, after I had this thought occur to me, I couldn't get rid of it. And I knew that I was supposed to talk about it and to give people a voice in it. So, um, and to top everything else off, this is literally, it's like one of the most generic cliche Christian Bible verses out there, Philippians 4.13, which is, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Like, as no matter how cliche it may be, it is so true. So that is the only reason why I will talk to you about what I'm talking to you um, about today. So with all of that being said, today, I want to talk to you about pornography. The word itself literally seems so icky and shameful and disgusting, but I just feel the need to bring attention to it. And I want to remind you, it's not only men who struggle with this shameful secret, but it's also women too. It's me and my fellow Christian sisters, whether or not they have called it out by name, it may have been something that I have struggled with or continue to struggle with today. To which I want to remind you, sweet girls, you are not alone. To get into my testimony, I was about 11 years old when I first received a uh, a link to a pornography site and it was sent to me by some random boy I wasn't even really friends with he got my number and I was just sitting on the couch with my family and like looking around and hiding my phone and thinking about how I was going to return to it later that night but the unfortunate thing was it wasn't just that night it was multiple nights after and every single time that I showed up to this site and indulged in such a heartbreaking thing. I felt so empty and led astray and disgusted because I was just seeking some type of momentary pleasure. And I also convinced myself that I needed to learn 
what was um, in these videos for future reference. You know, I felt like I had to sexualize myself and so that I wouldn't be incompetent if I would ever use this, you know, but that was like such a huge lie in my teenage mind. And I was so misled. I was held under change and I just under chains and I had absolutely no fight to get out. And so with that being said, the porn industry is one of the most humiliating, dehumanizing, hurtful organizations on the planet. And like choosing to indulge in porn not only hurts yourself, but like it hurts your neighbor. You can't love yourself well. You can't love your neighbor well when you choose to, to indulge in something that was created for God's beauty. It was created for union between people between man and wife and literally it has just become so twisted so abused and so normalized uh to indulge in this but that's literally such a lie um not to mention it fuels so much of the sex trafficking industry and it leaves countless men and women so traumatized and as i was thinking about this i remembered during my first semester at college a junior college um, I saw this guy driving with a sticker on the back of his car and it said porn kills love. And that is literally so incredibly true. It desensitizes us. It attacks our sexuality and in turn it attacks our identity as we seek others to fulfill these fantasies with, you know, personally, I have seen this attack on my identity as I find myself being terrified of being attracted to men because most times I don't know how to not over-sexualize myself to be desired. I don't know what it is to desire a healthy, non-toxic, romantic relationship because I have spent years indulging in trauma that surrounds my sexual identity. So obviously it would be easy to have sex with just anyone, but truthfully, we seek a deeper satisfaction of being truly loved in the most intimate and vulnerable ways. There are so many more ways of intimacy, intimacy and vulnerability um, and that are more than just seeing someone's nakedness or stripping off your own clothing. Instead, we can choose to genuinely see people. You know, we can choose to see their scars and their pain and their fear and their insecurities and their stories. Literally, everyone has such a, a beautiful story that is just willing to be told to anyone who's willing to ask, you know? And so, yeah, I just really wanted to be like so incredibly vulnerable in it because I want to talk about like just what it is uh, to have people continue that dialogue, to continue that discussion. Because I remember the first time that I ever talked to someone about this struggle, it was literally like there was so much freedom. Like there was a weight that was weighing down on my chest and my shoulders and just my whole entire body. And I thought about it every night before I went to sleep and every morning that I woke up with such shame. Like, and once I had told someone, it was it was inviting them in and it was just knowing that I wasn't even alone in this struggle. And I'm so thankful for everyone else around me that has led in vulnerability so that I just know that I have the power to talk about it. You know, it's, it's not the sin itself that, that always just keeps us shackled. It's also the suppression of sin. When we continuously suppress our sin and we do not hum or we do not own up to it, then we just, we leave out the grace of God. You know, we don't allow him to be able to come in and to provide healing and reconciliation. And um, yeah, that is literally just being able to voice it out, to, to know that you have power, to know that it doesn't have power over you is one of the most liberating, freeing things you could ever do in your whole entire life. And 
currently, I would say that the season that I'm going through right now in singleness, I feel like there's been a lot of healing that has happened in my sexuality because in my first semester of uh, university at Southeastern, I didn't really do the best job at just being single. You know, I kept entertaining thoughts about being with guys and really talking to a lot of them and stewarding a lot of time towards them and stressing out about so many insecurities that I had and whether or not it was going to work out. And yeah, it really just definitely took a toll on uh, my sexuality. And I think that I ended up leaving more broken than I started with, you know, And so I just feel like I'm in this season where the Lord is just slowly healing me piece by piece because I have chosen to be obedient to him in my singleness and the fact that I am choosing him in my sexuality. I'm choosing him to, um, instead of choosing other men to be able to heal that part of me, you know, because people will never be able to uh, give you worth. They'll only be able to add to the solid foundation that's already laid. And so the worth of your sexuality, people cannot give you the worth of that sexuality, but they can only add to the foundation that has already been laid. So it's up to us to steward a healthy sexuality and just know what it is to come before the Lord in union with him and really just allow him to cast out that vision. And so this episode may have been very short. I'm not actually so incredibly sure. And Um, you know, whatever it is, I just, I really want to encourage you to continue the dialogue. I want to open up that dialogue for you to keep the discussion going about the silent struggle that so many women and men have faced and maybe even continue to face. And I want to encourage you to take back your fight and know that there's power in the health of sexuality and there's healing to be done. And so I just pray I pray that you feel it on your heart to be able to talk about it. If it is something that you struggle with, find someone to hold you accountable. Be honest with yourself. Journal about it. Find a pastor. Find a friend. Find anybody. Hope, like, okay, I would also say confess with some uh, discretion. It is advised because you should probably talk to someone that is of the same sex so that you're not like encouraging the other person of the opposite sex to stumble, to stumble, if that makes sense. So yeah, let's just go ahead and close in prayer. (laughs) Dear Lord Jesus, I I thank you for everyone that is has listened this far, Lord God. I thank you for everyone that is taking this to heart, that is feeling a stir within their soul to be able to be open and vulnerable about the things that they struggle with, Lord God, because we were all going to struggle, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that we are honest and vulnerable in our struggles and we invite people into them, that we know that we struggle not alone, that we know that we fight together um, against the darkness and the sin of the world, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that your love overcomes all, that it is not shame nor fear, Lord God. It is not the feeling of being powerless, but we know that you have claimed victory, Lord God. When you said that it was finished, you really meant that it was finished that any type of sin that we that we come upon lord god that it is not unseen by you because you have taken it on the cross lord jesus that there's 
a stirring within our soul to be better, to be more like you, because that is how you have created us to be, Lord God. So I pray that there is healing in our sexuality. I pray that there is strength in our sexuality. I pray that shame can no longer last in our sexuality, Lord God. And I pray for people that are in the pornography industry, Lord God. I pray that they will be able to find their way into your love, into your arms, Lord God, and know that their worth is completely derived from you, Lord God, that they were created in your image, that there's nothing lacking in them, Lord God. And I just pray that you provide a way out for them. For people that have been sex trafficked, I pray that you provide a way out for them, Lord God. And all of this, I pray in your beautiful, glorious, powerful name. Amen. And that is all I've got for today. I would love, love, love to hear your feedback on the Collectivology Insta page at collectivology.podcast. Also, don't forget to follow so you can receive live updates with the hottest topics. Goodness, that was definitely a tongue twister, but it was so, so lovely chatting with you and I cannot wait until next time.